closing down the banks and that's, that's fixing an election. It's all, it's all, it's all easy. Right on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Trash Movie Kings podcast. I am your host, Adam Edwards. Before we get started, housekeeping at the top of the show, trying to get better about that. Uh, If you're not following us already on social media, give us a follow on Instagram, TikTok, X at Trash Movie Kings, uh, YouTube, Trash Movie Kings. If there's a movie that you want us to see, shoot us an email at trashmoviekings at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's all I got. Rate us five stars on Spotify. I I think I feel like I need to apologize for accidentally deleting last week's episode of Anaconda. Probably would have been good. Probably would have got a lot of hits. Honestly, we'll never know. Feel feel pretty bad about it, but probably would have been taken um, down. I don't like to do technical things after a few beers, and that's my bad. Well, hopefully, we have it figured out moving forward. We have some backups. You would think that people who have made careers in production <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't just be in the seat of their pants all yeah. the time. But hey, it hasn't happened yet, though. I mean, not yeah, since this is the first time sure. after two years plus. So, <laughs> and you know what? It was really fun. I think if you want to give us like some Patreon money, we don't have a Patreon, but like you know, if you want to like give us a hundred like dollars, we'll we'll record an episode of Anaconda with you. We'll we'll figure out the number later, but you know, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it for a hundred dollars. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's is that what our Patreon should be? Is that what people do? Just do really popular movies that you want to pay for? They would do like different alternate movies, like that wouldn't be on the feed or something like that. Like, hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was but, um, like, we'll do a trash, we'll do the room, but only if you're on the Patreon. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what, that would be the thing, I think. That's how you do it. Anyway, this week, we are slightly pivoting away from Snake Timber, although there were snakes mentioned yeah. in yeah. this Snake movie. Style. No visible snakes that I remember. No. Um, the word snake. Although we did have an Arizona snakes ball cap. Uh, oh, yeah. Very briefly. Uh, this week we watched Narco Shark 2023's Narco Shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, spanking new, yeah, as of a week ago, maybe. Uh, full disclosure Joey and I at least did donate to this Kickstarter. Um, and so we were able to get early access to the, to the movie. It was sent out, I guess. Three days ago, three or four days ago, as of the time of this recording. Um, <clears throat> we did a trailer trash of this about a week, about a year ago, and now the movie is out, which is a weird way to feel old that we've <laughs> yeah. been doing this podcast long enough that we saw a trailer for a movie. It is now out, and uh, <laughs> Dickhead is not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> it's true. It's it's a fact. It's not a yeah, it's not hyperbole. Gotta start on another movie. So I know I'm gonna die. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was a Kickstarter movie made by uh, Gerardo Preciado, uh, also known as the Ancient Order of the Droids. Oh, uh, nice! Another Ancient Order. Yeah. Cool. You know, little. Little uh, kind of like Sharknado, I guess, is what some people have said. No, no, <laughs> I, no, I agree. It's not. 
I'm just saying. It's what it's sold as? Kind of. Yeah. But this is an out there thing. Yes. I think you guys are spot on with, like, it's sort of got some influence from, like, an Adult Swim production. I was thinking, yes. like, yeah. like, the like, yeah, I walked, finished it, and I was like, this is, like, Casper Kelly making his first movie without any money and just, like, being a lunatic about it. Mm-hmm. Just what's like that? Really what's that? Raw. Joey, what's that? Xavier, Renegade Angel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got that meets Neil Brain. To some degree, mm. I would agree. I didn't think of Brain at all on this. Actually, I would. It was more like a Kung Pao riff. Like you know, it had a lot of those bits in yeah. it. Kind of, but yeah, it had some Kung Pao where... in there. Which God, I that movie. Weird story. So. I asked my parents to take me to go see Kung Pao when that came out in theaters because mm-hmm. I was too young to drive. Uh, and they took my brother and I and uh, walked out 30 minutes in. <laughs> wow. wow. You Since walked out or your parents made you walk out? My parents had us had yeah. us walk out because they were so like they weren't like offended or anything. They were just like the sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I understood the satire. I don't I didn't understand the riff of it back the, the, then. Or it was the guy who directed doing. Ace Ventura putting himself into old martial arts movies. Martial arts yeah. Steve Odenkirk. Right? Yeah. yeah, he made the thumb wars and all that stuff. Yeah. So. And then I saw I watched it later on like a band bus and I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching it in college finally because I didn't watch it when it first came out, and I was like, "Oh, that was funny." Yeah, I, I haven't seen it since, but you know, yeah, yeah. It's, a, uh, it's really dumb, but I can see why your parents were like, "God damn, this is mind-numbingly stupid." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's not that bad. No. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, Narco Shark, uh, it's out there. It's bizarre. It's certainly something. It's um, something. He he had a vision. Yeah, I, I like I said, similar to how I describe Casper Kelly stuff. I feel like it's like very like a comedy bend on a on some Lynchian ideas. This one's yeah. definitely more mm. comedy, much more raw. Like the ideas are there; they're not as crisp as like the Yule Log is definitely like his more you know um, yeah cohesive refined and, kind yeah. of thing the guy i mean that casper kelly i think is like well into his 40s maybe and probably i don't know how many films he's made but um yeah this has like some of that residue from from those kind of i don't know really some really heady stuff is in this mm-hmm. mixed yeah. in with some really with mostly really fucking dumb stuff which mm-hmm. it'll linger on a bit like for a really long time to get that like you know it's like i don't know how to describe it but it's like when you really lean into this one thing and you're just like it's it's weird for a bit but then it gets funny after a while like they're trying to go for some of those things and then uh, obviously all the vhs the retro stuff really kind of disorients like the all the all the all the dialogue is dubbed and it's like triple i don't know what the what's the technical term for all that that they're doing <sighs> a couple effects panels like they'll they'll throw like a like a pitch shifter but then overlay it with the original track and it's probably a flanger in there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a bunch of just weird effects on every yeah. voice yeah. yeah none of it matches it's all just 
English dubs. Uh, yeah, they're doing like the Godzilla dub, but it's Mexican Yakuza. Dear idiots, that was a rhetorical question. Go, get them. Like you've seen bad dubs. This is like on a different, on a different, totally different level, like mm-hmm. purposefully to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mileage will vary for this kind of film for certainly. I think if you watch the trailer and you are expecting an hour plus of that movie, you will be disappointed. Um, yeah. It has those moments in there for sure. But that energy is not throughout the movie. It's a very different movie, which is not a bad thing necessarily. It's just... uh, It's definitely not a shark that is carrying narcotics inside of it, like I thought. Right. Yeah. The shark is barely in it, The shark was carrying the narcotics? That's how it... I feel like it was sort of sold, but I don't know that for sure. I have to rewatch the trailer knowing now what it is. I remember in my head thinking that, and I'm very bad at reading trailers for what they're supposed to be, but I remember thinking it was a shark that was like almost like cocaine bear, but a shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like a land shark. Like it, it got a hold oh. of a bunch of narcotics and then yeah. is just like fucking up a bunch of people. Right. That's what I thought that somebody had the idea to put cocaine inside of a shark to carry it across a border or something. I don't know. This is just what I was imagining. It's, but it's not that at all. I don't... No. I, I wrote down the plot, but it it's not going to give you a good sense of like what this movie is trying to do, really. It's very... It's almost like post-postmodern or something. I forget. I think we have a new term mm-hmm. for this, but I'm forgetting what it is right now but it's hyper aware of itself. Some of the characters talk about themselves being in a movie. Yeah. It's and it, and it plays on bad movies. And it, it fast a, forwards itself through yeah. intentionally boring scenes. Yeah. And that's it's, certainly interesting. It's like, a, it, it knows it's a bad movie. I kept thinking like of this would be in a David Lynch movie, something like this, where, mm-hmm. but I would have no idea that it was happening while it was happening. It would just something, it would just start and I would be like, what is this? What is this supposed to mean? And then yeah, later actually, I would yeah. read about it for years and then I'd be like, oh, it's supposed to be the therapist <laughs> talking about him in the movie or something. I was, I was with a friend actually just last week and we were watching Twin Peaks. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And so I'd never <laughs> seen it. Uh, but I want to know, because like, have y'all seen the second season of Twin Peaks? Yeah. The no. second season or the the oh, most yeah. recent one, The Return? No, like the second. Well, I don't know, because we accidentally watched the first episode of the second season. Like the second season from the nine? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that one from the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's like that scene with the butler. And he's like, I know you. And it like just goes back and forth with that for like a long ass time. Like that's yeah. kind of that's kind of how this movie felt. Uh, yeah. And Kyle McLaughlin's on the floor, and he's just like the phones for you, and they just keep like it's like they're really beating this scene to death, you know. And like I feel like that was this, but they're also like I thought a lot of the bits were really funny with the the drug, the needle through the tongue, and like the sister panda, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But like. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the filler was like they were trying to make the filler funny, but like some of that didn't like, I think, I think this would be a really great 
55 minute movie. I really think that I don't mean to give them notes or anything. I'm just saying that like <laughs> getting to those parts would be like there, there were some really great moments in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they beat some of the jokes to death. Should we just cut that? Cause we know them. I don't know. No, you're no it's fine. Uh, I think you'll <laughs> appreciate yeah. it. Um, so, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to sterilize this. Sure. So. Sure. No. Yeah. I mean, there's some rocky parts. Like I was saying, it's, it feels very raw. Yeah. I like, I like, I'm like, I hope this guy makes another movie. Yes. I kept thinking that because I, I was like, this is, but I don't want to see Narco ideas. Cop. Yeah. I, I wasn't <laughs> particularly interested in Narco Cop, although make a short film out of that. Do it. Yeah. Make yeah. I like that bit. Sure. That bit was fun. Yeah. When he's shooting the guys and all that, that was, yeah. Yeah. That was worth it. I don't know, but maybe it's, maybe it could, maybe he could pull it off. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There's something weird going on in it. And I, I like all the stuff that's like hyper conscious of itself. And mm-hmm. yeah, that stuff sticks out to me. And I'm like, do more of that and figure out what that is. Cause that's good stuff. Although the comedy is very fucking good too. I feel like do less of that. I don't know. Like, I feel like, like I think, I think good especially stuff. the scenes after, I mean, it was good for this one, but um the scenes after tell me that the director has a, the writer director, like he has a lot to say. Yeah. And, and I feel like he's got a relevant tone and mm-hmm. I think it's relevant to where he's from. And I feel like he's got a lot to say. Don't say it facetiously. Say it, just say it. And I think he could, I think he could be on the verge of making something important no i think we're i I think we're agreeing actually because i I think it's the parts that stand out to me that despite them being hyper post postmodern or whatever you want to say feel felt like really sincere Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i was like i wish he was going to explore that more but it kept going coming back to like you know, bad movie comedy, which was which I don't mind at all. No, it had some some fucking amazing, really <laughs> yeah. funny lines and yeah. parts that I thought were amazing. But how those matched up to like some of his feelings about why he's attracted to these things, I think was mm-hmm. interesting. It was like just kind of peppered in there. I didn't really get a good sense of it by the end, but it definitely was like this guy has watched so much bad shit. He is similar to us, maybe (laughs) (laughs) that he has feels some kind of way about it. His, he feel, I think he feels a little more deeply about it than than I do. (laughs) Yeah. You can compartmentalize it. (laughs) Well, he went, he went into it at the end, sort of like with, there was like the, the twin brother element was related to. So basically I'm sorry, without going into the plot, I guess if we are going to read it, but, uh, in the beginning, it starts with us them putting in the VHS of this movie. And then when the movie's done, it was his therapist or something and him with a haircut. So it's like he at the end of the movie, it's he has him, this, him. Yeah. yeah, him, him. And he has like a, a mask of himself and the therapist tells him to take it off. And he's Very like lynch, crying underneath. Yeah. yeah. And like he grabs this box on top of the tv that's very forbidden but it then he turns into a younger version of himself and he has this darkness and like it's like i wanted to know more about that like yeah yeah it's is very interesting to me um and also how that tied into all the tropes i mean not tropes but all the elements of the of the film as well was that's a hypnotherapy technique 
Mm. Well, and I was yeah. going to say the the movie Narco Shark, the movie inside the movie, I guess, mm-hmm. is very dreamlike. Uh, and yeah. the character goes through dream phases and things like that. So it could be that, right? That it was yeah. a hypnotherapy type session. It's, oh yeah, even in the even the that one thing, the whole beach thing, he hallucinates. So yeah, there's that kind of stuff mm-hmm. there. And it like it, to the point that like it changes aspect ratio during those things. It goes mm. out to like sixteen by nine or something similar, and then goes back down to four by three for. The rest uh, of the movie. It? I didn't even notice mm. really. Oh yeah, well, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's 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 doing interesting things for sure. Uh, it's it's deeper than it, a B movie ripoff or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not just trying to like, entertain you, popcorn. It has has some stuff to say. <laughs> I wish it did more of it a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but at the same time, the the sillier aspects of it were pretty pretty entertaining for the most part. Yeah. Um, do you want to try to read this plot? Before we move into the plot, something that's been on my mind, and nobody here will get this, and probably nobody listening will appreciate it, but mm. uh, <laughs> great for people who like video games, this movie is like if the game Jazz Punk was made by Jonathan Blow. I just had to say that. Thank you for listening. Uh, right, it's like Trash Movie too. Kings. Who the fuck is Jonathan Blow? He is a video game designer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jack Pump is a game. Jazz Punk. Okay. Jack Pump. Actually, I think you would like that game a lot, Joey. It's pretty short. It's very Lynchian. Okay. It's not difficult at all. It's just like a experience that you kind of go through. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> so, as usual, Joey wrote out uh, the things that happened in this movie. And we will read it now. So, take it away, Joey. So the movie lets us know a lead actor is dead. This is just, I'm just letting you know what the movie does. And he's and in within the movie, he's been replaced with CGI. So just before I start. All right. So a Mexican cartel sells some cocaine to the Yakuza, but there is a monster who fucks up the deal. It turns out to be a floating shark. And now the money and cocaine are all gone. So then, uh, Ricky, some kind of detective, famous saxophone player, is on the case, maybe? He performs the sax at, I guess, a bar with three hands? I don't know. Uh, He does some devil magic to make a ghost twin and then goes to interrogate some randoms on the street. And of those randoms, he steals someone's eyes and then a steals a blind man's stick of gum. Then he goes home to blow saxophone all over his mannequin bride, who he has never fucked because <laughs> he has some kind of weird dick. Mm. And then he also blows sax on the anus of his brother-in-law, yeah, that, which is the CGI actor that died. His mother then calls and reminds him to not be using black magic, but he clearly has been. Uh, meanwhile, the Yakuza celebrates the arrival of the CGI shark into their world with a sacrifice, but it's not enough. No, oh. the sacrifice is not enough. <laughs> so they go find the sexy sax player, Ricky, and somehow get him to the beach where he has to fight for his life. But he was just hallucinating. 
And then he's back at home and shows his brother-in-law, Tito, his weird dick. <laughs> and then shows him his appreciation. Or just, God damn it. Apparition, mere self guy. Edit point here. Uh, then watches a movie and he blows sax on his wife again. Later, sexy sax Ricky teaches Tito how to be, quote, cool, which turns out to be shooting up smack and breakdancing. But the Yakuza spoil the party. Thankfully, Ricky fends them off with his karate. Ricky then gets Tito, a leather daddy, to fuck him in order to make him cool. So that happens. Later, Yakuza shows up at Ricky's house and take his bride and tie Ricky and Tito up. But they pretend to have migraines and his sister Panda, some kind of ghost migraine solving nun, shows up to free them. And Ricky kills her with a rock. More Yakuza go after our guys who are now dressed as nuns. They defeat all the red ninjas and then Ricky faces off with the gold ninja while Tito R's an unconscious red ninja. But the gold <laughs> ninja turns out to be his long lost brother that was raised by a shark. But Ricky shoots his brother with his dick, which turns out to be a hand. The gold ninja monologues about their life for a while. But Tito conjures up his weird ghost mirror self with his black magic tattoo buttons and uses his own pervy black magic to defeat the gold ninja and the CGI shark. But Tito dies, leaving behind his blue ghost self, who puts on makeup and presumably continues his life as Tito. But then the animated shark comes into this world and makes him shoot a basketball to save the world. Then Jesus shows up and tells Ricky and Tito to stop fucking around with black magic. And Jesus wept. Amen. That's the end, but that's not the end. Right. It's the end of the, that's the first credit roll. And then the end of the narrative. And then we, we already talked about it, but tape comes out and it's like him and a psychotherapist or whatever. Yes. And then there's a, then there's more stuff. And then there's a trailer for a narco cop. Yes. And that's the movie. Yeah. Yeah, the we we talked a little bit during the movie about the the actor being fake dead, dead. or not. <laughs> he clearly because, leaves the movie. Yes, yes. Because the the way it's framed in the movie is that he died with what does it say? It has, it's like 24 different illicit drugs in his system. And then his, his butthole yeah, is filled with a poisonous rat, rattlesnake <laughs> yeah. and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And then the doctor said that his cause of death was unknown. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really funny uh, bit or an actual send off for a guy who actually died. I can't tell because yeah. I've looked all over the internet. I, I could only hope that he's actually dead and they made these jokes. Yeah, uh, despite nice. that. I can only <laughs> if I he die also in the middle of a movie, I hope y'all do that and say yeah, that I had like raccoons up my ass. Well, definitely. Will. We're gonna do my dream, which is always to do a movie with an animated corpse. Oh, mm. we'll finish Mr. the Bur- movie with like you. weekend at Bernie style. Weekend at Daddy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get you before Rick and Mortis sets in mm-hmm. to finish all your scenes. That'll be a rush job, but nice. The yeah, movie will like, get done. What three hours? Yeah, or we could reenact that really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Got to plan that death. 
<laughs> I mean, we're gonna work through that rigor mortis. I just want. <laughs> I, we're gonna bring in a massage therapist. We're gonna work through it. <laughs> I can be my own stand-in. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Is you can light all the scenes while oh, yeah, I'm still alive. Yeah. We shoot it chronologically and then mm. decomposing through, through. You know, I don't think rigor mortis sticks around that long, so we might have to make quick work of this. Right. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Yeah. I just want to hear Justin say weekend at daddy's. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I really, I really wish Justin had seen this one. I'm curious whether he, it, it either, he would have either given it a zero or a five. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It would have depended those on his mood. <laughs> no in between. <laughs> None. It is a Justin Petty movie. Um, yeah. he, it would have a strong, he would have strong feelings about it. Yes. But it might As sit in that valley of like, it's a little too much of a Justin movie and it makes him think about himself too much. And so then he's like, I hate this. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like looking <laughs> into a mirror for too long. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I mean, we kind of talked, we talked a lot at the front of the show. Um, yeah. I, I think that there's, I don't know if this is interesting to talk about for the show, but something that I keep thinking about is just the production, uh, the production of this movie, or like I guess the crowd crowdfunding aspect of this movie. That mm-hmm. it's interesting that they shot enough to make a really cool and punchy trailer, yeah. and then mm-hmm. raised like they beat their goal. They almost doubled their goal. Um, what was the goal? Did you look? Uh, I think it's sixty thousand pesos. Let me. Pull it back up. That's not very much. What is that? Five grand or something? I will say, like, if you watch any prominent YouTubers or even just relatively famous YouTubers, they have that, like, patron screen at the end. And it's something like, I don't know, 5,000 patrons or something like that. Like, they show everybody. It's really small text. Yeah. But for this movie, it's pretty big font and there were like two pages of it so they really grassroots like raised funds for this it's just pretty cool yeah so it's about 3500 us dollars um depending on the time of year because the value has fluctuated a lot recently yeah uh that was the goal and they so their goal was sixty thousand pesos and they've currently raised one hundred and fifteen thousand. so almost double nice which is and only like like you were saying, JD, only eighty one backers. Yeah. So that's crazy. that's pretty good. Yeah, I figured mm-hmm. I think I thought they had uh a, like a mention in Fangoria <clears throat> or something. Yeah, so I think they did. I figured it would have been a little more than that, but Well, they also have an Indiegogo, I think. So maybe there's more oh, there. Okay. Yeah, that was a yeah, Kickstarter. Maybe. I mean, they hit the El Mariachi number, like the Magic Seven Thousand. Like, which is 7, what they made in 1991. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 35,000 nowadays. I think that's what <laughs> Christopher Nolan got for following. I think like there's a couple, like 7,000 is a magic number, but you know, now it's yeah. not as much. I mean, we were commenting on a lot of it's like, did they shoot this on green screen? Cause that, I don't know yeah, what he's doing it makes you feel to it. Way. Just everything is are, so. There's no depth of field to anything for a yeah. lot of it. It's interesting looking, in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was briefly like a like a cool thing to do in the maybe the '60s when people started doing like maximalist production design to have cameras that had very little depth of field, so you could see fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all the shit that we got. 
So it was kind of like, I don't know, reminding me of that in a weird way, although, you know, definitely it also not, felt not because of the production design. It was just that way. You know? Yeah. It also felt like undercranked or over, I'm not sure which one, but it was like, feels like 60 the, frames the cars were moving fast. Yeah. It yeah. feels like 60. The cars in the yeah. background were moving super fast. And then the actors were, I can't tell if they were purposefully going slower to compensate for that, but there was definitely a vibe that they created with this whole film. I was I was expecting the blind guy to get those eyes at some point. We never yeah. really did. or even the eyes to come back. Yeah, I feel maybe like that that's in Narco probably, probably mm-hmm. could have gone, but a lot of influences, and then like trying to synergize those into something new doesn't quite fully realize, but it's a, you know it's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh well sister panda sister panda was great sister panda was a it's a recurring bit it's like a commercial that keeps playing hops up in the definitely middle of this movie the casper yeah. kelly of this movie like that is yes because yeah. like sister panda comes up it's basically a nun it looks like the terrifier it looks like the nun oh yeah it yeah. does look like terrifier clown <laughs> And then they have this like stock image of like an actual panda face in a nun costume, but it's nothing like what the actor looks like. <laughs> so Sister like, panda. yeah, like that was really funny. And they do this thing about, Oh, do you have a migraine? Take a pill. And then, and then like they do it again. And the guy is like, I don't have a migraine. It's like, take a pill, you know? And it's just <laughs> like, it does that four more times and it gets more ridiculous as it goes. Yeah, so it, I, it, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then it, it breaks into the actual, plot mm-hmm. at some point where the guys mm-hmm. are tied up and they're like let's f- let's say we have migraines and then uh sister panda mm-hmm. will show up and i guess she sister panda needs somehow. some sugar i can't remember oh yeah she likes to kiss with her tongue yeah, give me some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um tito is a awful character that is half cgi who <laughs> 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 was like at first you're like oh this guy is a weirdo and you know he's harmless or whatever but by the end of it he's raping ninjas and he's yeah. the other mm-hmm. ricky's just like okay then i'll get going i'm going to you know fight the golden ninja stuff anyway <laughs> i'll be over there He's just he's completely gonna... enabling his sexual deviancy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was actually really interesting to me. It was like, oh, this guy, due to his training, perhaps, mm. or, you know, some inherent thing he already had. So now it's his rapist. origin story because the leather daddy... <laughs> R's him in the beginning, much like a spider bit Peter Parker, and now he R's well, the ninjas. I think he loved it, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's a really confusing character. I just wonder. And it's half yeah. fake, or, you know, he has that weird... Um... I don't think he's confusing. I think he's autistic. I think Tito is the projection of the main character. Not Ricky, but Gerardo, essentially. Like, his inner child that wow. he hasn't addressed and he's like ignoring it and and it's and- a literal projection <laughs> he's like 
<laughs> I think it's fucking him. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, and mm. like pushing it to the side, and that's why the times. face changes, and that's why he just doesn't want to confront the issues that Tito presents. That is a, that is a weird, that is an interesting reading for probably something that was just happenstance with the character dying but maybe <laughs> not maybe not no right. i think i think adam's 100 percent right yeah, that's how it, i mean that's how it definitely how it plays yeah wow I, I don't know if it's it's literal i think it's more um i think i think it's more him interacting with her uh autistic brother yeah and it's conjuring up memories of his inner child that he has yet to deal with, mm-hmm. which again harkens back to my concept of this director writer. What what's his name? Gerardo. Gerardo has stuff to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he does. He, he has questions about himself of like, why am I attracted to this stuff, this foul behavior, these bad movies that I love. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It honestly makes me interested in what he does next. Yeah, that's what we were saying. It was like, I, if Narco Cop could be more, lean in a little more about like that kind of feeling, maybe it would mm-hmm. be interesting. Yeah. I don't love the look of this movie overall. Like, it's fine for this, but I wish he would maybe graduate from it and try something. I, I I don't know how you could see this and think, oh, he needs to graduate from the look of it. He has a style. It's raw, but it's not. I mean, everything he did was in post. Yeah. There's nothing yes. raw about spending 90% of your time in post. So it's not like he lacks any ability to film or shoot it however he wants it to be like i feel like his vision for this one played to it being edited this way i don't want to be like shitty or reductive and i don't want to say like maybe this isn't the case but it kind of felt like he shot it all and everything and then he just kind of threw it in like he edited it and then put the red giant universe vhs filter on top of it and then was just like good um <laughs> like it could be a little like the style could be a little more dialed in and a little more um yeah even if it was within the this kind of thing that he's doing you yeah could still get more out of it it just it feels almost like a preset i want to like that sounds super shitty but like you could you could play with the visual style a little bit more to make it feel or natural maybe yeah because well he does that with the fast forwarding stuff like they're mm-hmm. self-referential like oh it's like when we're fast forwarding through the boring parts and he does that and it works for the most part but there was one where he said like oh this is like in those bad movies where they try to fill up the plot with meaningless dialogue and it's like well <laughs> you're making that joke but you're not really doing anything with it you're actually trying to fill time so like <laughs> if he had done something more with that part of it i think that that would have really worked yeah. but um some yeah, of it did feel stuff, like it dragged for a some while some stuff doesn't so, quite hit that sister panda though man that's fucking hot it blows my mind that there was any time for filler i i don't understand that like I, I think my mind doesn't compute like how you couldn't have written 
80 pages easy with all the plot points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think he's experimenting with well, what JD was talking about that line where they're, he's trying to be postmodern and talk like he's in the movie within the or meta, maybe meta. is the term. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think he's like experimenting with that and doesn't quite know exactly how to make it function as, I don't know, for lack of a better term, art, I guess. Like some of it works, some of it doesn't. Some of the, I was going to say earlier, is like when he's making all this wild, very juvenile humor stuff, it's like he can't help himself. It's like he has to do it as juvenile as possible. And then mm-hmm. the movie will then comment about it later. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is kind of interesting dynamic of your creative it's like a self gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. within the movies, like, Oh, am I fucked up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I like it. I really like yeah. it when I'm doing it, but it's like, was this wrong? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's I, interesting to see like the creative process just right there. <laughs> just blowing. The yeah. Out. Just right that just there. Right, right there. It's cool. Uh, I just wonder how much of the editing style is beneath his ability. And and I kind of feel mm-hmm. like because he was able to throw that together in the time frame we know he threw it together, um, how much of that was him? Like you you know the name of the filter that he probably used. Most people don't. I mean, this movie is so, all him. I would doubt I didn't yeah. look at the credits, but I'm gonna say like five people worked on this. Yeah. Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, I, I just think I think this guy's got a way more. I think this guy's got a punch to the depth of his material. It's a gut punch. Like I think he's got a. Like I think that. I think there's a lot more in the tank of what he's going to create. I hope so, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he, according to Letterboxd, which by the way, nobody has reviewed this yet. Well, uh, we're the first. Yeah, only two people have watched it. One is him, and one is the other producer. Um, well, I hope you know some people see this and watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, according to Letterboxd, because this is not on IMDb yet, uh, he wrote it, directed it, edited it, shot it, wow. uh, wrote the score. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, the only thing he did not do was, you know, obviously some of the roles and uh, and produce it. <laughs> But he was the. Oh, he had someone producer. else producer. That's what it says. He had three producers, two and executive like the marketing producers. Is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, Which, all the wonder, stuff I saw you know, it if it's cool. like his sister or something. <laughs> no offense. We we've done. You mean oh, his mannequin yes, sister? Uh, yeah. Yes, we've done that. We've done that. Like we need more names in these credits. It can't yeah. just be Justin Petty oh. and jo- Joseph Graham. Really, times. my sister held the boom pole that one day. She's a boom up. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I made your favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, was, let's should we just talk about favorite yeah, parts or yeah, lines? Sure. Let's do favorite yeah. parts. Yeah, let's hurry on up. for a while. Go for it, JD. Yeah, the mannequin, which is also his bride in a bride's dress. That's, that's the first thing I wrote down. That's pretty fucking great. an amazing scene. She strips, which is amazing. And then <laughs> and she goes, Aren't you gonna eat dinner? I made your favorite movies. And it's this like pot filled with VHS tapes. It's fantastic. That was pretty great. We all laughed pretty loud at that. Make dinner. What's for dinner? I 
I also I won't step on too many other parts, but I will say Apocalypse had a line. It was really good. What did I say? He goes, I'm going to be honest. The vibe I get <laughs> is that he died. Yeah. <laughs> Upon, this is a, this is re our discussion of whether or not Tito was <laughs> it's really dead, dead or not. <laughs> as the movie claims at the beginning of the film. That's going to be my review on Letterboxd. Is Tito dead well, or what? He very well could have died. <laughs> Okay, you, like you definitely need to write that in there because I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty bad. I hope he's not. I hope he's not. But I hope he's not. I don't know if it's funny either way, but it's yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So uh, I'll I, save I, my I, other line for later. But go ahead, Joey. Favorite part? I was just reading this first line I have written down, and I can't remember what the context is. But I just wrote down speaking of the good stuff. Oh, that's the mannequin again. She spreads her legs. I have that written uh, down yeah. too. <laughs> and it's a uh, POV yeah. shot. Do you think the characters in a movie know they are in a movie? Of course not. Otherwise, they will never get bored. They will just fast forward to the good stuff. Oh, I get it. Because they're in a movie. <laughs> I respect the commitment to film all of that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then this is like a, not a loose quote, but it's before you can be cool, you must suffer. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Bitch, we had a geek ass. I made a mistake, Tito. Thinking you could learn to break dance that easily. First, you must learn to suffer. First, oh. you must learn to be a man. That's my. Yeah. yeah, I'm still in a suffering phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, apocalypse. My favorite part is in the beginning when they first meet the ninjas. He throws an empty satchel or an empty bag down on the ground. And then it cuts to a shot of that bag filled with cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was plainly not the same thing. Uh, it, it, it very well might have been the same bag. And it very well might have been something they shot, not stock footage. Yeah. But it definitely wasn't all shot on the same day or in the same take because the bag he threw on the ground was empty. Then it cuts to a close-up of seemingly three kilos of cocaine in the bag. Of all-purpose flour, yeah. I don't know why that uh, stuck out to me, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I also liked shortly, like, maybe two lines after that where they're asking for the money, and he's like, oh, so that's what, I don't know, 10 million pesos looks like, and it's just, like, four stacks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> joke, good joke. Yeah. Sounds good great, joke. yeah. My like fun favorite part is just the sound effects throughout this movie. There's some uh, really yeah. interesting choices. There's the gold ninja uh, has his tall boy can and he throws <laughs> it down and it's like shattered glass. Sacrifice is not enough. So that's pretty uh, fun. Yeah, that's the thing from American or uh, not American Pie. What had American Summer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also like the cowbell to indicate 
katanas clanging together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> the cowbell. Um, the 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 saxophone blocking the thing had like that tube sound that's in like one of those. I don't know. It's it's funny. Yeah, one of those sound effects packages that are yeah that you can buy. Uh, but then my like my favorite part is uh after the credits and the the therapist scene because tr- and this is this kind of gets into the the ratings as well but like truthfully when those credits rolled i was i was a little bit like okay it's over like <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on it's a lot it's lives. a lot of stuff yeah. yeah and then the therapist scene happens and i'm just like oh okay this is something different and it like really recontextualized the entire movie in a way that i wasn't expecting um i think that's that's pretty cool and it deserves to be acknowledged y mientras no sanes ese niño interno las cosas solo empeorarán y ya es decir mucho con esta última cinta what is if you don't heal your inner child things will get worse and by the looks of that last film it's like already pretty bad. I have one other line. Somebody said, "Don't." I mean, in the movie, uh, "Don't send a testicle to do a cock's work." <laughs> that was great. There's a lot of good one-liners. Man. Yeah, yeah. And the tattoo. So he has. <laughs> so the man. So Ricky has these three tattoos, and they're all of the same like flower, I guess. And they have like one has a triangle, one has a star, one has a circle. And then Tito, that's that's it. Yeah, look at, you'll see it in this episode somewhere. Watch it on Spotify. Um, (laughs) And then Tito has, has, he's like, let me make a tattoo of things I like. And it's like boobs, (laughs) a butt, and a dick. (laughs) Butt, boobs, dick, yeah. Butt, boobs, boner. I mean, it's, dude loves the bees. That's where he gets his his powers from. So great, good for him. Dude loves the bees. Yeah. Um. Do you know how difficult it is to run a cult? <laughs> I do, actually. I, do. I liked also they uh it's so not, the movie it's not difficult at all. The movie does not swear. <laughs> the movie Oh right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting aspect. It's like instead of shit, they'll say cheese. Yeah, you farting um, piece of cheese. Yeah, instead of fuck, it's <laughs> fart. Mm-hmm. You mother farters, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the 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 thing that I thought was really interesting is when Ricky talks to his mother on the phone they're speaking in spanish and mm-hmm. the subtitles are still in english um that ring and... very true to me though mm-hmm. what's that i just i have a, a you know spanish speaking friends that you know speak perfect english normally but then yeah. when their parents call them speak spanish on the phone yeah yeah oh. but what i thought was interesting was when he's talking to her and he swears he uses the english word for or he uses the Spanish word for the English uh, word, if that makes mm. sense. So, like, instead of word. saying shit and using a Spanish word that sounds like shit, he said queso, which oh, I thought oh, was that's like, right. Yeah, really right. Funny. He did. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you're oh, going man. like a couple of steps beyond the obvious thing. Like, that's yeah. Okay. That's, it's almost like you don't even notice it because you're used to him saying cheese and farting, and then you're like, yeah. "Wait, did he just?" Yeah, I didn't even so? notice. Like, yeah. I didn't think about it even hardly. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I guess now that we've got that out of the way, we can move on to the bees. The bees. The bees. <laughs> right out the gate, we've got blow, 
We have mm-hmm. a briefcase. Haven't seen one of those in a while. We have bills. Uh, bills, blades, bullets. Uh, body through glass. The shark breaks through a window okay. pane. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, we have mannequin boobs, mannequin butt. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we have blood. Uh, we have a brew. We have a beach. Uh, this one, these these next two are not tropes, but they're in this movie pretty heavily. We have black magic and break dancing. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. A beheading. And then <laughs> during the uh, shoot the basketball or I destroy the world. Uh, <laughs> we had a boom shakalaka. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't have any more. No, I don't really keep track of bees. This one, this mm-hmm. one was so plot crazy. Yeah, did we have attention a was pulled away? Do we have a blind guy or a blindfold? We did have a blind we guy. Have a blind guy, and we had eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> we had a blind yeah i forgot that that's a b um yeah. blind guy yeah blind guy with the blazes or blast i mean do do the blasts no like when he uses his force powers to explode the shark at the end uh, maybe i wouldn't count those no he kind of like he kind of like does that explosions like, right yeah it's like it an like implosion a blast. i don't know i don't think there's any flames you can count like, if you want it's just half-assed he just popped. <laughs> yeah. Lots of blood. Yeah, blood. EGI blasts. I don't know. Sure. Honorable mention there. We forgot to talk about how the shark jumps over him and he shoots it like in Free Willy. But <laughs> it, it is, it it is fun every time he does twice. it. He does it at least yeah. twice. Right? <laughs> and it slows I down really... like the bullets are going the same speed, but the shark is slower now. If you just know. show me that clip oh. and we're like, Narco Shark, you should watch this. I'd be like, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the trailer is like... <laughs> That's that is I mean. all it yeah. takes. That is all it took, realistically. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. Good marketing for at least people, I guess. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, if nothing else, let's go ahead and rate this thing and get out of here. Uh, starting with, you know what? Starting with JD. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great because I have no fucking idea. I know that's why we're starting with you. <laughs> Is this a trash film? I was like, I want to make this as difficult as possible. Apocalypse? The modern piece of trash? I don't know. Mm, 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 It's definitely mm, super mm, low budget. Are you seeing it Smurfs? That's, no, I that just sounded like, yeah. I think I just I, did a, I made that uh, up. I don't know. I assume <laughs> I made the, that up. I don't know. No. The guy directing it is also the guy in it, right? Yes. Yeah. So right off the bat, it's pretty. It's trash. Yeah. Yeah. That's low budget yeah. it's crazy and again trash is not there's no real definition it's not well, it's like about it's like parody it's, it's about a parody in a way though that's what i'm how it's made that's what i'm having trouble with it's so like, you don't use the trash scale yeah it's it's not five bags of trash based on it being a trash film it's five it, bags of trash potentially based on it being a parody of a trash film. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's a parody as much as a gestation or something. Like for instance, I'll give you, I think what genre would you put MacGruber in? Spoof. Um, spoof. I think you put it in spoof. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, there there are there's more to it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna. Ugh. <laughs> I just felt like the, the honestly the sound effects were so jarring to me. I don't know if that's gonna jarring. taint my score, but like <laughs> it was it was to the point where like like I I needed Sister Panda to come in and help me with my headache that I was I was getting like some of the sound effects were like affecting me in a way mm-hmm. same way that I felt high during Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas so it's not really I don't know I'm kind of sugarcoating this You're but psychosomaticing. like I'll give it I'm Not I want to give it a a 2 I guess is what Ooh. I'm saying Ooh. yeah I know cuz I see that there's so much potential but I really think that he could have made a much shorter like that the sister panda bit was like the I think what he was trying to do with a lot of the other bits but they just went on like really really long and there is a lot of really fun stuff in this, but I just want to, I'm interested to see what else he does in the future for sure. Mm-hmm. My right. uncomfortable rating. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Joey. Uh, I think um, I would give this a 3.5, but because I think Justin would rate it high, I'm going to give <laughs> it a four. but i mean i i i enjoyed myself i felt like i was enjoying myself more than everybody here but uh you know it's not perfect it's really super raw but i think there's a lot of there's enough good here that i would recommend it for you know fucking people with trash movie brain worms Mm -hmm. it's a think piece here we are That's a think piece. <laughs> Apocalypse. I I'm going three seven five. Um, because I feel like it was a social commentary. Like I don't want to take. I don't want to detract from what I felt. I guess. I guess I kind of feel like he brought me into his subconscious, mm. and. I was able to empathize maybe with with what he was trying to say. I don't know how to explain that. It was there were re, there were un, under the surface level of this there's like real stuff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very weird. And so I was able to see a perspective that maybe I don't walk around in every day and um that's movies. That's movies, baby. I thought it was um <laughs> Yeah, it really is. I mean, that's empathy that's, machine, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not making a uh, what did uh, Scorsese call it? Cinema. Cinema. Called the Marvel movies. Amu- he's not making an amusement park film, but at the same time, mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's very much amusement park. Yeah, um, it's a weird dichotomy in this movie. Yeah, I, I think he kind of has some. He has stuff to say. And mm-hmm. and he's very funny on top of uh, it. And he's he seems comical. And um I don't know. I feel like the the tongue in cheekness to it is a style he was going for. I think as he grows as a filmmaker, he'll realize those were his filmmaking insecurities. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll step into I, I could be wrong. But I feel like he's destined to make something great. And um, this was the beginning of that career. This was his bottle rocket. 
That's what I was going to say. This is that's a bottle a rocket. Point. Yeah. You're wow. seeing. Yeah, you guys wow. are seeing some Wes Anderson stuff. Well, I think you're seeing bits of somebody who has a very distinct uh, vision and a very like unique thing that he's going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wes Anderson with Bottle Rocket, mm-hmm. watching it now, you're like, oh, I see flashes of the Wes Anderson that we know now. Mm-hmm. It's not all there, but you see flashes of it, like as he's kind of working up that courage to do the big thing well to do yeah, the thing a, for the entirety a, of a movie someone give him a big paycheck yeah yeah um so yeah i, I was thinking the exact same thing apocalypse <laughs> that this is his bottle rocket um i hope so as we know making movies is fucking exhausting and it is consuming, so yeah and that was gonna be my next thought was like i hope he sticks <laughs> with it uh, yeah make at least it's... make one more to see if you got yeah got it absolutely in you. <laughs> well that, that's what it felt like and then he'll make one more before justin finishes making it'll probably fucking come out before dickhead yeah <laughs> yeah like, i mean i don't, felt, I don't just... blame anybody for bailing and becoming a fucking accountant to pay the bills like right. i don't <laughs> it's no it's incredibly hard um but i hope he sticks with it and i hope he makes at least one more um, yeah i mean he's he's a real pure outside artist Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's he took a big fucking swing with this, and yeah. and the music is great. He's a musician, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. more good. so than any of it. Uh, yeah. You know, I respect the hell out of him writing this, directing it, starring in it, producing <clears throat> it. Like, just he's like, I want to make this fucking thing. I'm gonna make this fucking thing. And like, yeah, he did a Kickstarter, and other people saw his vision, and they they chipped in and. Uh, here it is. It's a singular vision. It just needs to be honed a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Nice. Nice. I'm amending my score and I'm matching your four. (laughs) Same. I'm going to raise mine by two points. Let's go ahead and give it a four and cut everything else I said. Because I'm I'm giving it a... Don't feel bad. (laughs) Please don't hate me. He'll become Wes Anderson in the future and be like, oh yeah, I was going to cast JD in something, but fuck that guy. Um, Because he's been real big about this guy. I think, well, I was kind of giving him a two for the same reason y'all gave him a four, which makes me feel weird about it. But like, I, it's like, I can't, I can't, okay, us talking about it and explaining the jokes and like, or or just making, like retelling the jokes are, is like super fun. And I remember having a great time with that. It's just, I can't forget like how I felt in some of those bits that they would just, yeah, kind of. No, I, I get what you're saying you know, too, because I've sat through stuff on Adult Swim that I did not like. Yeah. You know, I, like, <laughs> I am Tim so, and Eric. Like, yeah, like I like Tim and Eric too, but me like too. if yeah. you want, make me watch, oh, you make me watch their full length movie like I tried one <laughs> time. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. I was like, Jesus, no, I, I turned it off. There's moments. And I had to watch the second half of it like a year later. <laughs> yeah. They can't all be frisky dingo. No, they cannot. <laughs> but I think that what you're getting at, JD, of, of like the <laughs> the act of watching this movie is not as enjoyable as the act of thinking about and talking about this movie, mm-hmm. which yeah. I think speaks to the fact that he has something there's something there and he just hasn't yeah. quite figured yeah. out how to translate it to the yeah. screen the way that he wants to. Yeah. Um, 
but there's there's definitely something there at the root of all absolutely. of it. Absolutely. That is really resonating with us in a weird way. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, when he came from the dream, at, like he came out of a dream after talking to his mom, and then there was like an action figure, and it was a shark with boxing gloves. Like there was a lot of... Oh, the, I mean, that, like, when story he's hallucinating? That. Yeah, that was really That's interesting. a really creative... Mm-hmm few minutes in the film i thought i meant yeah. to bring that up earlier as like a maybe a favorite part when he's it, it doesn't even make sense in the narrative structure of the movie it was just like a fucking cool sequence mm-hmm. yeah where they are giving him to the shark to be sacrificed i guess you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and honestly i think if you watch it again you might get a lot more out of it because of the whole True. therapist thing i, think I, right. kept, I kept thinking about that too crying. i was like i, like, I wish yeah. i had seen this i wish it, if i was in like college now or like early college yeah. even i wish i had seen this so because i was obsessed with like weird stuff like this in college i would find something that no one other no one fucking cared about and i would watch it over and over again or listen to the album over and over again bullshit mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Look, look he's not even facing the screen. I'm anti-anti. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you look like you, apocalypse. No, I just I call bullshit because you think you think nobody cares about Evan Stone. Wow. <laughs> we watched that short film together. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to say to that. I don't know, but you Apocalypse care about it because I've imparted this upon you. You <laughs> would never true. This is known. true. This is true. He's That's imprinted true. on you. I would not know about Evan. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I would have known Evan Stone. I just wouldn't have known that I knew Evan Stone. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Had I not known Joey. Yeah. Uh, I just love how you look like you're in a call center right now. Like, you're like bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. I'm like, just give me your fucking money, old lady. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry to bother you. Please hold. Sorry to bother what you. A great like, movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, sorry to bother you is on my top oh, five movie. movies ever list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really fantastic. Movie. Yeah. I'm going to shout out uh, this band I listened to in college called The Worm Quartet that I'm pretty sure is what? just one, one guy making some of the weirdest fucking music I've ever heard. Hmm. Uh, are they like, better than anal cunt uh more enjoyable because anal cunt's just <laughs> fuck you 311 or whatever <laughs> 311 fucking sucks <laughs> i just saw the gayest guy on earth <laughs> well that anal is... cunt everyone all right <laughs> yep that is uh narco shark 2023's narco shark uh yeah i i i wanna i wanna watch it again i don't know I, i'm gonna be thinking about that one for a while so yeah mm-hmm. likewise need to um, show someone this but i don't know who perhaps no. nolan in 10 years yeah that's the thing right <laughs> is it's like you have to no cherry pick you're like i need to find the right <laughs> combination <laughs> of alcohols and people yeah no, i honestly think you should show it to your friends that are mexican-american that mm. are also into like the arts because i think i think there might be a lot of depth here that we're missing that they might catch interesting point so that's gonna be my attempt to spread the word about it because i think they might be able to shed some light on some of the 
Speaking no more of existential stuff. questions I have about it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you all for giving up your Thursday night, Friday morning to watch this movie and talk about it. And thank you all to for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. Shout out to Mannequin Big Naturals. Be.